Thanks for stopping by my side of the multiverse. I'm Chosen Eyes, and this is Speak Easy, a podcast with me, Chosen Eyes. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm really happy to have you back. And if this is your first time stopping by, thanks for coming by this side of the multiverse again. I am happy to provide the way station where magic meets medicine, and I have a treat in store for you today. We have an awesome, awesome, awesome interview with one of my really good friends, um, Nicole Denise. She's a wonderful comedian based out of Los Angeles, California, and I can't wait to get to that part of our segment. But we are going to talk about today's topic, which is processing the process. Yep, I said it. So I'm pretty sure you know what our little nibble before all that is, right? We're going to be talking a little bit about what the hell is a process, right? And what is it like to process something, right? So let's take a quick break because we're going to get into some heavy shit. Just saying that. Just putting that out there. Let's take a five second break and uh, do some deep breathing real quick. You're going to need it. back so processing the process is what we're talking about today so what the fuck does it mean to process something what is a process right and i like to think of a process as not necessarily the linear movement between one point to another right but i think about it more so in time the time it takes for you to allow your soul to purge or to evolve to the next thing Now, why do I focus more so on the time as opposed to an actual like approach? Well, because there's multiple ways to approach something, right? The way that I'm going to approach a math problem is not necessarily the way that I'm going to approach the way that I cook it when I'm in the kitchen. Um, The way that I approach having issues with a friend is most assuredly not the way that I'm going to approach having issues with my car, right? And maybe that's just me. I don't know. Feel free to drop a comment or drop an email. Let me know if I'm full of shit. But the way that I do things is not going to be the same across the board. It's really not sterile. It's not linear, right? So the way in which I process something is not the same as... Well, hmm. The way that I do anything from a linear standpoint is not going to be the way that I allow my soul to show up and to purge or to align with what it needs. And I think that's a very important distinction. The reason being is that if you allow your soul the time it needs to move through space, through time, right? This construct that we all subscribe to while we're in the fleshly world, then that that normally avails itself to your soul being able to speak from a place of authenticity, but also allowing you to heal more wholeheartedly. We normally see this in times of grief when we're talking um, from a medical standpoint, right? Usually people who have some form of acute loss or shock to their system, usually if they're needing to process a form of trauma, either that being um, a loved one transitioning unexpectedly, some form of maybe physical assault, maybe some verbal assault, maybe just you know, a really, really, really bad day that was upsetting, right? Something that was jarring to your system and you're grieving the fact that your reality was just disrupted. Some of the ways that we see this medically are shortness of breath, acute onset of asthma, acute meaning very short, right? Um, So an onset of asthma, right? 
Um, insomnia, right? You start seeing people who aren't able to let their mind shut off. So then because of that, they're constantly in a waking state trying to process what happened mentally, right? Maybe even not so much just mentally, but emotionally. You start seeing this with rashes. Some people break out in hives when they need to process something. And I bring this up because we tend to think about processing something being this very, uh, I would venture to say contrived thing, right? It's something that could be controlled, something that could be contained, something that can be ritualistic and, and that you somehow are in control of it. And to an extent, I'm going to be the one to push back a little bit and say, you're not always in, in, in charge of that. Sometimes you have to put something out there or allow yourself to be free and to go through something in a way that makes you highly uncomfortable, but you have to sit in it until it's ready to let go of you. Now, there are exceptions to everything and most assuredly, this is nuanced. So I am not saying that you need to sit in a depression for the rest of your life. What I am saying is that allow yourself to feel the feels and of course, reach out for help. Or allow help to come to you if it's warranted. But don't shy away from the process. Don't shy away from whatever outward expression needs to bleed from you. It's terrifying. It's scary. I have definitely gone through my share. Hell, I'm personally navigating one right now. And it's a doozy, if I'm honest with you. But I honestly feel that when people allow themselves to be a part of a process, a part of an evolution, then the, co- the collective whole, right, just becomes that much more cohesive. And then you can truly speak and reach out from a place of understanding, oneness, and wholeness. So with that being said, take a moment to digest and process that, if you will. <laughs> And we're going to get right to it with my good friend, Nicole Denise, who's going to walk us through what it means to be a comedian and process the process for all of us. All right, everybody, welcome back to Speak Easy, a podcast with yours truly, Chosen Eyes. And today's segment is about Processing the process and who better to talk to about processing a process than one of the dopest people I know, comedian, hairstylist extraordinaire to the stars, myself included, I'm putting myself in there, (laughs) published author, I just need to put that in there, published author of an awesome children's book entrepreneur, mom, wife, all the things, and my homie, Anna Virgo, we won't hold it against her, Nicole Denise. (laughs) What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to hold the fact that you call me a Virgo and not going to hold it to the people. Like, you better leave us Virgos alone, okay? I love Virgo. your crotchety nitpicky way <laughs> what, right what would the world be without judgment you know what i'm saying <laughs> hi my friend hi friend i'm How, so proud of you i'm even prouder of you 
No, like for real. This is this is something special. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for taking the step. Thank you. As you all know, um, I did a episode on vulnerability. And Nicole, knowing me personally, knows that vulnerability is definitely not something I do very easily. Nope, it's not. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> and so... <laughs> It's all right, though. I'm here. This is the year of reception. My year to receive. And the only way to receive is to, you know, open. And that means the V word. So, how are you? Let's start there. Um, I'm good. I'm good today. It's a full moon. (laughs) Right. It's a full moon. I'm going to just leave it at that. Well, you look gorgeous. For those of you who do not have the viewing pleasure of seeing what I see, my friend is absolutely stunning. Oh. You know, I do. I know dope people and I do dope shit. So, you know, all my friends are A-listers. She used to laugh at me when I used to say that shit, but now she's an A-lister. And so. You know what? (laughs) Not yet. But let's let's, let's say uh, we on track. I'm going to just put it out there. It's claimed. It's already done. It's claimed. We A-listers. All right, friend. Tell us about all the dope shit that you do. Give us a little bit of background. I know that you are a fellow Midwestern borner, such as myself. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. Okay. So, yes. Um, I say this all the time, and it confuses people for whatever reason, even though I feel like my words are very clear. I am Detroit-born, L.A.-raised. Okay. Um, What else? I'm a hairstylist. Um, I worked in the industry for... Uh, years and like you know I've been doing hair since 97 so there's that um I worked in the industry behind the scenes for years I um I'm an author of a children's book about a little boy who um can hear the voices of angels I am the most accomplished thing I've ever done is I'm the mother of two dope little girls and they are dope um my kids are dope. I can't, I'm not going to lie. I mean, they still kids. They're annoying, but they are, they are definitely dope. <laughs> um, I'm a wife, which is a, a job within itself. Mm. Me. Um, I am a comedian. I am, um, as of recently, I'm an ordained minister. <laughs> Did not know that one. <laughs> Listen, I can marry, bury, and baptize, baby. <laughs> um, eh. um, yes, and I did that just solely to um, officiate something for a friend of mine. Um, what else? I feel like I'm missing out on something. I, there's there's a lot of stuff. I got a lot of I got a lot of under my belt. A lot of but shit. we'll stop at that. All right. So, yeah. what brought you to the world of the industry? So, I know you were raised in LA. And I know that the assumption is that everybody in L.A. is in the industry, which I think is partially true, but not entirely. But what brought you into that world? Because I do know that a lot of L.A. natives try their best to, like, stay clear of that world. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was I was seven years old when I told my mom I'm going to do hair on TV. I told her, I was like, I'm going to do hair on TV and I'm going to be on TV. And that's that. That was seven. Okay. So I think what, yeah, I think what brought me to the industry is purpose. Mm. And I'm a, that's, that's it right there. Okay. That, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to dive into it. You're it. a black woman. You're a comedian. Yeah. You're yep. a mother who has been told that her child, her children are content creators. By haters. <laughs> yep, shots fired. Oh, I remember that day. Look, shots fired, bitch. Shots fired. Pew, pew. Yep. Pew, pew. Um, what is it like being not only just a woman in a male-dominated field, right? But what is it like being an attractive woman in a male-dominated field in terms of being able to own your own process in terms of how you create laughter, how you create your jokes, how you get people to actually formulate thought. Like, what is that like? And I know that, you know, in our private conversations, you've alluded to this, but I kind of think that people need to understand that there is a process to comedy and all things, right? But that other people's perceptions at times can stifle or impede your process within the process. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like first coming into it, I had to realize that, you know, it's a male dominated industry. You know, when I first got into the comedy game, like, of course, you know, there was the first, there was a few guys who saw my vagina before they heard my voice. And I had to, (laughs) yeah. And I had to make it real clear. Like, I am not the one. I'm not going to fuck you for for nothing. That's not going to happen. We don't fuck for fandom um, over here. I don't fuck for nothing but fun, okay? Okay? And I have one. I got a dick at home, right here in this house. And I know exactly where it's been, and I know it's disease-free. So, <laughs> we're going to stay here with it. But, um, and then I'm, I am one of those, I don't know if it's anomaly the right word, because as feminine as I look, and I'm pretty, I have, I have the, the mouth and the energy of, 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 I hate to say mannish energy because I'm all woman. It is still my divine feminine. It, there's just a masculinity to my energy and my husband will tell you that. Um, so I don't compute mm-hmm. for some people. And I, you don't know how many times I get off stage and people are like, Hey, you probably shouldn't cuss and, or don't cuss or stop cussing. Or well, why do they tell you that? To, you're too pretty to cuss. Or I've even had women say, like, you're too pretty to, to be a comic. And it, there's, listen, there's a whole, it's a thing. What? Yeah, you, you, I just saw your face make the same face that I made when I heard it. And I was like, what the fuck does being pretty or ugly have to do with comedy? So only ugly people can do comedy? I'm confused. Right. Ugly, jaded people are the, com- are the comedians uh, of the world? Like, what is this? Right. So, you know, it, it's something to deal with. And and the process is staying true to myself. That's the process. The process is not letting everyone's opinion of what they think I should be doing filter what I'm actually doing. Like, I'm going to be myself. Mm. I cuss. That's it. Like, I grew up in a household that cusses. Like, my grandma would was the sweetest, dopest, kindest person would, but would cuss you clear out your skin. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a, a part of who I am. You know what I mean? Like I got a whole, I got a background that people, you can't see it when you're looking at me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't look like the shit I've done and been through. Thank by the grace of God. Let's just keep it that keep that one high on it. So, <laughs> so you telling me to stop doing something is literally you telling me to stop being a part of myself. Right. And I just don't fucking listen to it. I I totally get that. You know my journey. Like you're too smart to believe in magic, but you're a doctor. Right. You're logical. I'm just like I don't so. To me, it would seem that, especially for the world of comedy, you would have to be able to blend left and right brain because you have to be able to analyze and critique and do all those things that you Virgos do. But also, <laughs> I guess you go with that right. <laughs> but also, but in all, and seriously, in order to create. In order to go to that abstract place and to be able to make the abstract something that's concrete and not just so much digestible, but that's raw and that's real and tangible. Right. So it blows my mind how people aren't able to understand that those two things are real, that they very much go hand in hand. I also know that, you know, I know your personal spiritual beliefs. If you don't mind my mentioning them, you know, I know. That I don't you, mind you mentioning anything. I know that you're a Christian and I know that, you know, I'm not. But it has also blown people's minds that people who are devout Christians can still be friends with people who are, you know, I hate the label of a cultist, but who practice the occult world. And it's just like, well, how do you not understand that there's still intersectionality between those two things? Right. Well, you know what? But but OK, so even. As a Christian, I'm not I'm not going to the, the, the defame myself of that part. I'm still heavily in that spirit realm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I did a lot of time. I did a lot of time. I'm like, <laughs> I was going to say, I did a lot of time in church. Like, it was Christmas. Ah, shit. <laughs> I did my time in church. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> if you've ever had to go to church for an entire listen. week for a whole roster of events, you've done your time, <laughs> you know? But no, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the church, you know what I mean? And even sitting in church sometimes, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't quite compute with what I feel like God is saying to me, you know, personally. And how is it that this one person is giving all the answers when I feel like the answer is within my spirit? Because when I'm sitting by myself and talking to God, I get all my answers. And the answers that fit me personally and the purpose that he put me on. So I've not transitioned out of the church. I still listen, you know, like me and T.D. Jakes, that's Unk right there. I love him. I love how he breaks it down. If you really listen to him, he's a spiritual person. He comes from spirit Mm -hmm. most of the time, not religion and the confines of religion. And um, I practice, you know, a baby portion of what you practice because you the OG in this shit. But <laughs> but that's part of the the duality of I think what helps the comic mind too because I see both sides of everything and then I can process it in a way and break it down. And I well I try <laughs> and make it funny or digestible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Okay, so then that brings me to a question. Is it possible to be funny and digestible? Because think about it. Not to everyone. No. 
But are you ever funny to everyone? No. So you can't win for losing, essentially. No. <laughs> I, trust me. Trust me. There's people out there that right now. It's probably like, Nicole is not funny. And I don't know how she's making it. <laughs> we say, fuck you. And to that, I say, you might, you're right. <laughs> That's your opinion. And you are absolutely right in feeling that. But guess I'm, what? I'm your cheerleader, so I'm going to say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? I'm still here. I'm doing it. There's still a lot of people that do find me funny and I keep it light you know what I'm saying I try not to do politics and all that shit you know sometimes it drops in there because I have real feelings and opinions and smart comments to make sometimes but my shit is about my day-to-day my husband my kids my my life my you know so if you don't like my life but you ain't gonna find it funny <laughs> then don't I don't know I was about to go on a tangent no no you're good so <laughs> what what within the process of being a style a hairstylist, right? Because you were yeah. in there, right? Like yeah. constantly booked. You know, yeah. I'm trying to come and be like, can you just trim my ends in between clients? Right? I'm like, I'm in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But then there was this abrupt shift within your process of in that trajectory to moving into comedy. So what was that shift like and what turned on that light bulb? Um, okay, so here's the here, here we go. This is this is the story. Um, <laughs> so working in the industry for years, you know, I was working on shows and like little movies, commercials, all that stuff, traveling, you know, going all over the place, which I loved, you know, cut to husband. We want to have kids. Pump the brakes on all of that, you know, um, first. The first kid, I was still working in the industry heavy. Um, come the second kid, it's like, okay, I have to put the stop to it um, because I can't be on set at five o'clock in the morning. It's just not going to work. I can't travel. I can't be pumping. gone. You're trying to I can't be. Listen, you know how many times I was pumping on set and they're like, what is that sound? Audio, <laughs> Audio was like, everybody was like, cut. There's a sound. And I'm like, shit, it's me. <laughs> it's me. I'm sorry. It's I'm my job. I'm sorry. It's it's these triple D's leaking, leaking. They leaking. Um, um. So, and then we went to buy a house. So I had two kids, and we moved really far to where we could actually afford a house in expensive ass California. So it just kind of cut working in the industry for me. Mm. So then you know you cut off something, like you it's like a tree or like a plant, you know, sometimes you, you cut it down and then other things sprout, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of, everything else started to sprout. So, um, all the skits and stuff that I used to just randomly write on the plane and all of that little stuff, I was like, you know what? I think I need to do that now. Like it just started to, uh, to come up and I came up with a show, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this show. Did right. that and shop pilots and, you know, just with whatever little time I could find, I was still moving creatively, but shifting into a, like, okay, this is shifting me in front of the camera, which is something secretly I've always wanted to do. Even sitting on set, I would be memorizing the lines and being like, I don't know why she's delivering the line like that. She should just do it. This. You know, it's, it's never right. not been a thing for me. It just hasn't been a verbal thing. Mm. Um, so when I, got cut from doing hair in the industry, shot a pilot and just felt like, okay, this is it. 
we about to, I'm about to do, I'm about to do this show. And that got cut. And so now I'm sitting at home with two kids, two things that I had a love for are cut out. And I kind of was like a little depressed, you know, I was depressed. And from that depression, I started hearing comedy. I would get in the shower. I would hear myself say something. I would hear the laughs. I would hear myself say something else. I would hear the laughs. And I called my sister. I was like, yo, I'm losing my fucking mind or I'm hearing comedy. Because <laughs> both of them could be simultaneously true for both people like us. <laughs> listen. Right? So with the people, it's always hard to know if you're hearing it's- for you or if I'm you really you. are like slipping away in a different direction because yes. <laughs> we I'm not gonna lie I hear stuff but this was different <laughs> this was different this was me hearing seeing myself on the stage saying something to people with a light in my face and I hear laughs I'm like something's happening this is something mm-hmm. and when I told my sister she was like that's because you're funny and you should be you should do comedy and she's the second or third, maybe the third person that had, had told me that it just never registered. So it how did never you register? So how did you how did you lean into that to trust it and to know that that was part of your new process? Um, I don't know. I don't know how I do that with anything because I've leaned into a lot of stuff. Like when I heard, you know, the the children's book. I wrote the children's book, and I was like, "What a children's book!" And I just literally it comes it comes out of my pen like vomit i just sit and it's just like and i'm like okay this is a children's book am i supposed to do this and spirit's like yeah do it do it because if you don't (laughs) you don't want to know you know what i mean like there's no so i just i have learned through my own spiritual connection to myself god and everything to trust my own intuition of movement but if it's if it sits in my brain then I'm supposed to do it gotcha. so comedy sat in my brain for a good year hmm. I mentioned it yeah my sister said it and I was like yeah okay and somebody else told me like you should do it and I'm like mm, yeah okay and then I mentioned it to a couple of people just generally like hey what you think and they're like yeah no I think that's a bad idea or no, you can't do that. Women really aren't that funny. Or, um, yeah, but what about this? You're supposed to be doing this. And the minute I hear people telling me I'm not or can't, or not then supposed I'm like, yeah, to, or not supposed to, then yeah, I'm on it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And one day I just finally got the balls. I asked my husband, I was like, would you like if I was a stand up comedian? He was like, no. I was like, okay, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I left the house <laughs> that evening. I was like, hmm, I'll be back. Let me go find somebody's stage. I did Let me go find somebody's stage just to push you off this evening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I went and did a full five minutes too off the rip. Like I remember <laughs> that night. I remember that phone call. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. And I got off the stage and I was like, this, this is something I've never felt. I've never felt this full in my life Mm. I mean besides you know like just the holding of my children but just I mean in doing something for myself yes never felt this that full that happy that satisfied 
that that right there I think people need to hear because it's one thing to say that you have purpose and that you have um that you have a gift but it's something totally different when you know that your gift is of course to help other people but that it's right. something for you as well and to yes. feel that fulfillment and like you said like your cup was filled like that's an amazing feeling, but that's an accomplishment in and of itself, I feel. And being able to know that this is what you were supposed to do, especially knowing and tr- being able to trust that the divine timing and that the divine or the multiverse was actually leading you in the right direction, right? Because there's nothing yeah. worse with being like, I think I'm being led in this direction. And you go and you go in that direction and you're like, I feel so empty, so depleted. Right. That was not the right thing. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> Like, damn, I fucked up. I was All the up. way. Was Y'all was right. Look, look that wasn't right. God. That was the edibles. But, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I hit my pen and I had a thought and I acted on it. Probably shouldn't have, but I did. You know, you, you, know? <laughs> you will not be doing Blueberry Bliss ever again. No, no yourself. More. Okay. No more California Kush. California nah. Kush fucked me up. No, but, but and it all lined up so perfectly. Like, the minute I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And if I'm supposed to do this, Y'all going to make a way. I mentioned it to one friend and she was like, mm. she was like, there's a spot around the corner from my house. It's an all women's very supportive mic. I walked in there and I asked them about it. And they told me this is, you know, it's open mic. She's like, so yeah, here's a spot. You can go here. And then it was real because it was just like, I said it. I mentioned it to one person, my friend Cole, shout out to her. I love you. And she was just walking down the street going to get some food and looked up, saw the spot, walked in there, asked the questions, walked out, called me. And I asked the question here at home. He said, nope, don't like that. And I was like, yep, found going straight to the spot. So it all just lined up. It, it would, there was no blips, no bumps, nothing. And it, it just lined up perfectly. So, so the synchronicities like that, that's when you know the process is not just working, but it's working for you. Right. And through you. Like this podcast, you know, I was just like, eh, yep. I'll around with it for like a t- even before the pandemic. And once yeah. I leaned into it, it was just, <laughs> I was like, oh, almost. Did you have that feeling that almost, it almost paralyzes you because of how quickly things start to move? Yes. In favor of it, where you're like, whoa, wait, wait, yes. slow down, slow down, slow down. Yes. Yes. Almost like sex Absolutely. is too good, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, even when I started, I wasn't even in it a year. And this cat just came up to me, was like, yo, you all do comedy. I was like, yeah, me too. And he's like, all right, I'm going to throw you on my shit. And I'm not even a year in, and I'm at Flappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way it happened, it was, like okay this is something and I know it's you know even as a hairstylist for years I've always been yep um aware of the fact that I am here for service like that makes me that makes me just as full you know when my clients leave they happy they feel cute they flipping their hair they got whiplash they can't you know what I mean (laughs) can't even pay me without the movement like yeah I'm like we can we keep your head still money now (laughs) right but (laughs) it's that 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 movement of things like 
I know this is this is a purpose. This is this is for something. So how happy are you with your current station within your process? Because of course life has cycles and processes within yeah. processes and all the things. But within this segment of your process, how do you feel? Um, you know, it's it's some days are good, some days aren't because I'm still in that beginning stage. I'm I'm fresh in this joint. You know, I'm like I'm not I'm baby toddler. I'm still I see you're you making a face. I don't I don't like no, the face what? you're making. Let me well, just, I'm let me making a face because I'm like, like <laughs> but no, no, I know what you mean, but okay, I get in the span of other people's careers, right? Technically, yes, you would be considered, you know, in your infancy, but like I personally feel like the experience that you've had prior to stepping on stage is something that maybe you shouldn't discredit, right? Because being on stage, being on set, being a set kid myself, being behind the scenes for those who don't know, it prepares you. It gives you all the material. Listen, (laughs) you are absolutely right. And listen, and for those who don't know, you know, because I've got a fair amount of people who, you know, are in, were in the game or something close to it that found out I was doing it and don't speak to me no more. Like, what the fuck? But I'm not new to the stage or the mic. That's what y'all don't know. Like I, I've done um, the whole poetry. Remember that poetry circle when yep. poetry was a big thing. I was out there every once a week on that stage, pouring my fucking heart out through my poetry to people. So that interaction is not new to me. It's just this is switched. Now I'm pouring my heart out in a comedic way, and even some of my poetry was slightly comedic. Even standing behind the chair, I'm entertaining my clients for a good two hours. I'm listening, but I'm taking everything they say. I'm making them laugh because the important thing is for them to leave my chair feeling better than when they came in that bitch. It's, that's always been the thing. You know what I'm saying? I get on, I would, you get in my chair. I want you to leave feeling better. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you comfortable. I want to make you cute. And that way you spend the rest of your day based off of that high of feeling good that's my purpose okay I would get on stage and spill out my poetry and hopefully you heard what I said and maybe change your perspective about something and made you think made you feel that's what I did so now I'm doing this through comedy it's literally spirit just taking me with the same structure and flipping it and saying okay we're gonna make you get a get a word out and people make people laugh and it's still that same concept hopefully when you come to my shows you laugh you feel better than when you came in and you on that high for the rest of the night oh my god she said she said that's all he gave her his dick (laughs) you know what i'm saying like (laughs) grace however you know what i'm saying like however it is it's still service and it's still in that same structure so i'm not new to this shit i'm new to it to y'all but but the concept of me standing on the stage in front of a mic is not new. I had to realize that myself. Which brings me to my next question. Do you feel that your vulnerability is synonymous to your humanity? Oh, you're going deep. Uh, this is the speaking. This is big this. words. Hold on. Let me read my <laughs> dictionary. She said what now? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, is my vulnerable? Say it again that way. Hold up, say it again. <laughs> Do you feel that being vulnerable, right? Yes. It's synonymous to you displaying your humanity. So do you feel like vulnerability yes. and humanity are one and the same? Yes. How so? Okay. Because my vulnerability, my, my vulnerability, I'm just kidding. I can say it the right way. I'm just playing with y'all. Um, is my humanity. That is, that is who I am to the core of myself is my vulnerability. It is me sharing a part of myself like, I don't make up stories on stage. I'm telling y'all my shit. I'm telling you, like, yes, I did too many drugs and my hair caught on fire. And I tried. I was a barber at the time. You know how hard it is to cut somebody's hair with a dip in your afro? That shit happened. <laughs> that, <laughs> and that is me vulnerably letting y'all know, like, I did way too many fucking drugs. You know what I mean? That's part of my humanity. That is humanity. People can relate to that. Some can't. But at least it gives you perspective, right? Totally. So, yes, now you, you're getting perspective. And, and I feel like spirit is making me do it because I have a, a and I'm, I'm probably switching to something else, but no, I have a, a look to certain people. And I'm not going off, you know, this ain't no conceited shit. This is basically me taking the things that people have told me about my own look. And spewing it back to y'all. So I have look. I have a look of a, a pretty girl, bougie, probably like. You don't know how many times people are like, oh, you like, you know, you got Louis and all of that. I'm like, I don't fucking no, I don't. I don't like none of that shit. Actually, Mm-mm. like any purse that I've had is probably from a fucking thrift store. You know what I'm saying? Like, or a gift <laughs> from one of my gay friends who's like, uh, bitch, you look. That don't like that. Take this. You know, like it's, but, <laughs> but my experiences in life and my approach and my thought process are probably completely different than the look and the assumption that people have when they see me. So and the, I think that's part of my vulnerability. Do you feel like, express. do you feel like that disconnect has made it difficult for you to include others in on your process? Like meaning like aspects of your life, like, does it make it lonely to not be able yeah. to have that connection in an easy, in a free flowing way without people tripping over their own perceptions of you. Yes, I do. You know that we've discussed this before. I know, well, but I people can relate. Don't know, but they don't know. But yeah, I can. I'm, you and I relate on that level, so that's why I'm bringing it up because I think that, especially for women, when we are almost always judged on our appearance before we're ever given the opportunity to be, you know judged or related to um within yeah. our when it comes to our intellects women are some of the worst when it comes to sizing another per- human being up especially other women we, we're cut though and that that goes across race color creed socioeconomic status it does not matter women are vicious i'm yes, i'm just gonna we put are. we are we are vicious right <laughs> for real and, and when you are a woman who exudes confidence, who is about sharing her light with other people, somehow you get labeled as intimidating. You're bougie. Yep. You're stuck up. Aggressive. You're like, right. Aggressive. Right. And it's like, no, I'm assertive, but I'm also asserting the right. I'm asserting the fact that I think this highly of me because I think this highly of you, too. Like somehow right. that gets lost in translation. 
And I know that within, you know, being as far in the industry as you have been, that's got to make for a very lonely process, not being able to really connect or feel like you can actually have meaningful friendships with other women. Absolutely. Yeah, it it does. And, um, you know, the, the, the good part about this process of going through become, you know, doing stand up and everything, it's actually brought light to a lot of those parts of myself. I have craved for a long time, like, like a group, a camaraderie, a, a something, because I feel like I've always been on the outside of every group. I don't fit completely in. I may ride with people and like, uh, you know, can, like have a, like be around them, but I'm, I don't, can, I don't fit in. I've n- never felt like I fit in anywhere. Like even being younger, you know what I'm saying? Like my style has always been my style. Like I'm the heels, jeans, white beater, sweats, heels, like, you know, like baggy, baggy off the shoulder, sweatshirt, leggings, heels. Like that's just always been my way. And I remember even being younger, like showing up to stuff like, why are you in heels? Like, why are you dressed like that? We only going to the, like, fuck, can I just be myself? Like I've never <laughs> felt connected to a group. And even in comedy, I felt like I tried to find a crew, find a group. And I still, I still just don't fit none. You know, I mean, I got, I have people, you know, that you connect with on certain levels, but genuinely me as myself, no, because I'm always combating their, uh, what they think I should be or, or their perception of me off the rip. Like, you know, it's like, oh, well, I think she's like this. So I'm going to treat her like that. You know, I've, I've, so many times until like a conversation, they're like, oh, I didn't think you were like cool like this. I'm like, what the fuck did you think then? Like, that's what give people the opportunity to be themselves. Absolutely. I do that to people because I don't like it done to me. So you don't know how many times I've been in conversations with people and I had to, you know, like, guard up or not make a statement after their statement you know them low-key like mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about them low-key blows that women and men can yep. can give you and you like yeah I got that I heard it you try to make it light but I heard it and what I'm gonna do is choose not to address it and say something funny and you know it's been interesting. I feel like I got off topic, but you, but y'all feel me. No, what I'm saying. everything is on topic here. Everything's on topic. <laughs> everything's on topic. <laughs> but it does bring up, it kind of it does ease into another question that I have. And that's, you're a girl mom. And I'm you, a girl mom. You are a girl mom. Yep. We are on totally different sides of the coin with that one. Cause I'm in boy world. <laughs> Like through and through. <laughs> but I'm a girl mom. And my mom is like, people have told me like, personality wise, like you should have boys. <laughs> I, I, you don't know how many people tell me that because, because of the way I'm, the way I am like assertive and just like my mom says all the time, like, mm, you should have boys, but no, no girls need that I'm shit too. <laughs> totally yes. need that. Absolutely. And being a girl mom 
and being a woman in comedy and having your own style and being and just have a having such a strong sense of who you are and where you want to go. What are you hoping to impart upon them and and them watching you in all your many works, but especially comedy? Um, I oh my God. Um, I love it. And you know, I I I show my 11 year old some of my stand up sometimes. She knows, you know, she's such a do-gooder. She's like, oh, mom, you just cuss so much. <laughs> she's like, but it's just so funny. But I just I I want them to know that whatever it is they want to do, just do. Just do it. Like, and I'm gonna support you all the way. And you know, they don't know the confines of it being a male-dominated industry and all of that stuff. They know it because I, I talk to my daughter about it. I tell her, you know, like mostly it's mostly men comics that really get up there and get out and make a, you know, that are most well known. Not completely. Don't right. take this out of context, y'all. But it's a male-dominated industry. She knows that we talk about it. But and I tell her, like, but I don't care about any of that. I'm gonna do it because in my heart and I wanna do it. So I love that they see me go through the process. They see me writing. They'll see me at the table writing or they'll see me like walking through the store and I like, ooh, and get my phone to write out stuff. And then, and then Nia's like, oh my God, you got an idea? And I'm like, yeah. And they see me go and I'm like, okay, I got to go work it out. And then they'll see me come home and be like, yeah, I got to change that. And that. So they watch me process and perfect something. They watch me go out there, do it, process it, perfect it, do it again, process it, perfect it, do it again. They watched me do that with the children's book. They watched me do that with some of the pilots and show ideas that I've had. I even put my daughter in a show idea I had. I, sh- we, I was like, okay, I have an idea. And it's going to be a mom and daughter show. And I got the whole crew. <laughs> we shot the pilot and she was in it and I'm interviewing her. And she's like, mom, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I'm like, all right, no big deal. But she watched me pull that shit together. Mm-hmm. She watched me produce the production, if you will. Like okay. tell the people what to do and how to do the shit. That's important. Is that's it- important. Yeah, because... That's a form of discipline, right? It's a, it's that she gets to watch you. She and her sister both get to watch you both be committed to something that matters to you, that fills your cup, but then also allows you to take that and still have enough to give them at the end of the day. Yes. And people don't think people about don't, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, people don't think about that. Like before I hit these comedy streets, I am doing homework. Um, the house is clean and I cook dinner. Like I make sure everything is set and straight here before I even get out there to do something for myself. So they don't lose. Like I made sure of it. They don't lose. Ain't, ain't no dinners not made. Ain't no bathrooms not clean. Like I do all that shit before mm. I hit the streets. You know what I'm saying? And then I make sure everything is set before I leave the house. You know what I mean? I've had conversations with them. I'm like, hey, you guys feel like I'm good. I sat both of them down. You guys feel like mommy's going out too many nights and you feel like you need a night with me. Just tell me. Tell me and I'll, I'll you know, maybe not do a show or two. It's it's a fucking process to be a good mom. And still do. Yeah, that part and still w- walk in purpose. 
and do what you what fills you fills your cup as, at the same time. So when these men out here and some of these comedies, you know, like, like, oh, why you, where's your husband? And I'm always like, shut the fuck, just shut up. Like, stop telling me anything. Now I'll take constructive criticism. I love it. I listen. I take it. You know what? You might be right about that. Let me, when it's in certain spots, I'll pull back a little bit. But in all in all, it's like, I am sacrificing so much and doing so much before I even get out here that I just want to be out here. <laughs> Let me do what I want to do. Damn it. <laughs> you are funny. But no, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, but we're doing this right now while our children are at school. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise there would be no quiet. Y'all would be like, what the hell no. is happening over there? Do we need to send help? Like, <laughs> it'd be a question like, hey, shit, stop. What? Right. What you need? Why are you asking me about a quadratic equation? Ask your daddy. He got the physics bachelor. Right? Hey, who said? Right. Do I need to sign it? I got to sign what? <laughs> exactly. Non-stop banter. Non-stop. <laughs> or, you know, the intrusions of them wanting to just be a part of it, which is great. But people don't recognize that when you're trying to purposefully and skillfully and intentionally be a present mother. Mm-hmm. It is so hard. I couldn't say it better. It's so hard. And they don't recognize that the product that you're delivering, I hate to commoditize it, you know, right? commoditize it, but that's, you know, essentially what it is. The products that we're giving you, so much went into creating the space, but minimizing the expense and the collateral damage of raising emotionally intelligent human beings. (laughs) That part. On the back end. So I'm really happy you mentioned that. Like, yeah, we ain't got money for maids right now. Mm -mm, I do not. You know, I'm on PTA on the exec board. Like there's. And see, I'm not. Leah, y'all, Leah's such a good mom. I am not on PTA. (laughs) I am not a PTA mom. I can't get in there with them folks. Because I'll be the first one. Like, What the fuck are we talking about? This is stupid. I'm going home. I mean, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to say I don't have those thoughts now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the difference. I have verbal diarrhea I, on my face. I have one of those faces. Like, I, my face does not hide how I feel. And it is so, it's so good and so sad at the same time. Because I will frown up in a heartbeat. And you'd be like, are you? They'd be like, no, Miss Barry, no, you don't like it? Like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't. I think what you just said is the dumbest shit I've never heard today. And uh oh, I mean, <laughs> what are we gonna do with this goddamn cookie book? Like, I don't know. <laughs> we making okay, we selling cookies. We we making money for what? What now? I don't know. This fundraiser, you know, damn it. Fuck like, this fundraiser. I got shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so what's on the horizon for you? Ooh, you know, I have um, something in mind that's been, uh, 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 you know, tugging at me a little bit. And that's, you know, that's my process. Like, I wait and see if it if it tugged too many times and I'm supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I procrastinate and <laughs> talk about trying to mentally talk myself out of it. And then it tugs some more. So I have um, something that... Um, I know I'm doing a lot of ums, um, um, because I'm trying to say it without saying it. 
Uh, <laughs> I do have something um, in mind. I have an idea and I'm trying to, I'm pulling the pieces together right now. And I hope, I really hope it it's a thing. It will be. So y'all just tune in with me and stay tuned. And then, and we see where we, let's see where this goes. You know, spirit is always taking me on a journey, which I love. I love the journey. Just like the comedy process. I, I love being in it and, and getting on stage and fucking it up. Not laugh. People not laughing and coming back and be like, yeah, they didn't laugh at that shit at all. Like, let me fix it. <laughs> and, um, and seeing what's next. So yeah, I said, I said a whole bunch of nothing. Y'all didn't get none of that. <laughs> you know what I love Y'all about you? Y'all still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> she's doing the most. That's what she's doing. But you know what I love about you is how you embrace your journey. Like how you really just surrender to it. And you're just like, you know what? It's going to be what's going to be. Let's just do it. Let's just knock it out. What's the worst that could happen? Like, I love that about you. Med school all but killed that shit in me. I'm trying to resurrect it. It's been on life support. But, yeah. but. Oh, but, shit. That's right. I'm a cosmetology instructor. I went to school for that, too. Damn, see? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. She I know. does the most. Listen, <laughs> Leah talked me through going to school and. <laughs> Raising children, going to school and doing comedy and still trying to do the second children's book and, and, and. So Leah, yes, Leah knows. Hey, listen, listen, I'm trying to tell y'all, our husbands need to think um, one person, our OG, shout outs to Sharon Holly. What's up, Sharon Holly? Oh, they need OG. to make her boy. OG Sharon, OG y'all, in the spiritual don't look, game. Don't look her up because she's ours. Okay. <laughs> But can't have none. Sharon Holly. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon Holly is the reason that mm. our husbands are still alive and still married. <laughs> through <laughs> me going to med school and through her going through hair school and pursuing comedy. Man. Sharon Holly. Guidance to spirit. Yes. Guidance to spirit. We love Guidance it. Guidance to spirit saves lives, baby. You heard it, it first and foremost here. Okay. Um, shout out to our husbands. I mean, yes. we we yes. we are not easy women to deal with. No, we're not no. by by any means. I I send love to Leah's husband all the time, and I know Leah sends love to mine because we're not basic by no. any means. No, it is not. We are not main one mainstream. We are literally trees with branches, and they mm-hmm. have to deal with these branches and because it's. And roots is it's us. We are a lot to deal with. That I do know. Absolutely. You know, we um something that we share in common, and something else that I also love about you. We are nurturing. We're compassionate. We're kind. We'll give you the shirt off of our backs. We have hearts made of some Amen. metal that is even and encrusted in some gems that are not even on this side of the multiverse. Nope. But we are not. We are not nice women. Not if you, not if you come wrong. Shit. I said, here's why I said it. I know I'm not nice because I care too much about the nope. truth to care about if I'm being nice or not. Right. Like it's, and it's never meant to be combative or mean spirited. It's just, I care enough about making sure that you know where I stand and I'm honest to a fault. So I can't be nice and be honest to a fault. Mm-hmm. It just can't be. Cause I can't sugarcoat shit. Like you have verbal diarrhea. I have a lack of tact. 
It's just an Aquarian default. So, <laughs> you know, and then I spawned and created my mini me who is even worse. Lord than Jesus, that one right there. That's so smart, though. Which is but what but, but what I like about you is what you what Leah is saying, y'all. Just so you get it right, is I'm telling these people my stripper name. That's how I strip for the listen, government. Oh, chosen shit. eyes, <laughs> chosen eyes. Sorry, we out there. It's fine. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> what what she is saying is we're not mean spirited people. No. So the intention of our sternness is rooted in in truth. Yes. It is not petty. It is not a have to be right. Nope. And it is not, you know, some people are just mean because they mean and they just really want to shit on other people. That's not where that's not where ours comes from. It is the intention behind when we stern up, it is a you either stepping on our toes after we've we've given you several grace moments, or B, you're about to make a mistake. And we are like, no, what you're not going to do on our time is A, B, C, and D. Right. That's usually how it come out. That's usually what it is. Yep. And the fact that we can be that way with, and the fact that we can be that way with one another. Because there are moments where I'm like, Nicole, you're like, look here, no. What we're not going to do is fuck up on my watch. No. No. What what the fuck were you thinking? No. No. The answer is no. No. Pull back. No. Did you already sign? No. (laughs) And then there's any of my real... There's me, Nicole. Friends, which, listen, go ahead. I'm sorry, I keep stepping on your words. I keep stepping on you. Go. No, 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 you go ahead. Any of my my real friends, which I which I realized, I have a crew. I have a crew. It's just not in any of the outside world. I have a spiritual crew. Mm-hmm. It is you, it's Cole, it's Danny, it's Keisha. Like I have, I have y'all in any of my, you know, my crew. You're not going to do no stupid shit. You're not. I'm not going to be the one to be like, yeah, girl, go ahead. That's it. Okay. Yeah, we'll try. Absolutely not. That's a dumb idea, Leah. Don't do it. <laughs> and then I'm like, damn, or, right? Like, I'm like, damn, you're right. All right. Yeah. Like anybody, one of my friends, Monique, called, said, no, no, that's stupid. You're stupid. Don't do that. Now, if I don't care about you, I'm like, yeah, give it a go, girl. I, cause I'm not responsible for what you do, you know, and <laughs> I'm not responsible for it, but my crew, I'm responsible. I am responsible. You are responsible for the mistakes that, you know what I'm saying? Like we have a responsibility to each other. So we just don't, we don't let that, we don't let it happen. Leah will cut me down at the knee. I'd be like, well, Leah, I thought she'd be like, no. <laughs> and she goes, you know what? And I'm like, oh, she... <laughs> <laughs> there's a way she says things and I'm like oh she about to slip my jugular with this one. but I love it and I usually am like yeah you, yeah you're right that was that's not smart I'm not gonna do that you're right I didn't realize I went you know but is it though <laughs> <laughs> or or I'm straight up like how the fuck you give them a pass to be yeah. part of the squad no yep. no no yep. no friends Nicole we are over nope. 35 no new friends I know Leah Black, will you just sit the fuck? Stop trying to make friends, everybody. I'm, I'll be trying to bring stray dogs and <laughs> ah, trying to be bring stray. Please, hungry, please. She might have a telethon for everybody. No, I know. No, oh, damn it. Leah's like, stop, Nicole. Cut it, cut it, cut it. You'll see. 
And then she just lets me fuck up. <laughs> no, I will let you fuck. Look, no, I got this from my grandfather. I will let you fuck up if you insist upon moving forward. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to sit there and be a wall to let you, and you keep banging your head against my chest. Okay, cool. And then I come back like Morpheus. I'm not a I told you so person. I'm not. No, you're not. But I would be like, so what did we learn from this? That's but that's worse. That literally is the same. That, that is literally what she says every time. If you guys get a reading with chosen eyes and she comes and you get a second one and she says, so what did we learn? Just know you fucked up. You fucked up. Okay. She told your ass once. And you, didn't, and you didn't listen. I'm just That's true. You didn't listen. Okay, cool. So what do we learn from the situation? How do we pivot? Oh my God. That is exactly what you So how do we pivot? Okay. <laughs> and then we move on and then all is well. I, but I don't believe in I told you so because spirit speaks through me and, and to me. So right. it's Absolutely. never about me telling you so. It's usually yeah. like, well, if you know what I do for a living, then you know I'm a conduit and you know this came from on high. So right. What did we learn? What did we learn? So, but yes, I lo- I value that we can be that candid with one another. And we know that yeah. it's from a place of love because people who genuinely invest in you love you enough to tell you no. Yep. And I think that that is something that people need to know within their process is that sometimes there are things that we're trying to latch on to or people or situations or anything that we're trying to keep within a process that no longer serves us because that's not a part of the process anymore. Right. We need to hear no, but we need to be able to process the no in a way that's healthy. And it need you need to be able to receive that from people that you genuinely trust. It's not yes. just the saying that as I mean, as moms, we say no all the fucking time. But mm-hmm. to some really random shit nowadays, that's a whole nother episode. But yeah, I mean, that's a whole that's a yeah, that's a take two. Right. Especially when you're raising children who are spiritually inclined. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Oof. But yep. but you have to as humans be able to receive no along your process and to know that it in some instances that is probably the biggest blessing that you can be given. Yep. And it takes a while to learn that shit. Oof. Yeah. Cause some of my closed doors I cried about, but I look back like God. Dang, I'm so glad you closed that door. Right. Thank you for that no. It's like you scroll through and you're Oof. like, wow, it's so nice to be on this side of this picture. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> learn, <laughs> y'all. If you don't take nothing else from this, learn to appreciate the time somebody has told you no and the time the doors have been closed. Because I'm telling you, that could have saved you from some really fucked up shit. <laughs> Listen, or being the one that's fucked up. Yes. So my friend, where can they find yes. you? Um, you can find me at Nicole Denise Comedy, N-I-K-O-L-E. That is how I spell it. Don't put no C. You ain't gonna find me. Put an N-I-C on there. It's not gonna be me. I don't know who's gonna be, but it ain't gonna be me. Um, but no, you can find me at Nicole Denise Comedy on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not really on Facebook. So you can look. I don't know. YouTube? I don't really do Twitter. YouTube, yeah. Nicole Denise on there. I'm going to fix my YouTube page. That's a, that's one of my goals for the week. Um, but yeah, you can find some of my stuff on YouTube. You can see some clips. And if you go on Instagram, um, you'll see me on there. Come to my shows, man. Please do. If you're in the LA area, 
Or if there are ever any virtual opportunities to see her, please, by all means, do check her out. She's, I'm not just saying this because she is my friend, but she's fucking hilarious. Um, there was a recent time I went to- because I'm your friend. No, I'm saying you are the <laughs> fucking bomb and you're an A-lister because I'm your friend, your hype woman, I'm your cheerleader, right? Um, but as someone who loves comedy, especially stand-up comedy, you are genuinely hilarious. I appreciate your insight and your value and the perspective that you bring to the craft of comedy. So thank you for being, if no one ever has said that to you, thank you for just being. No, thank you, you have. Um, but one last chuckle, I... <laughs> I was in LA mm-hmm. in November at one of her shows and this literally <laughs> first of all, do you even know what happened? Because you were asleep. <laughs> what I was going know. to say was I Told fell asleep. Sleep. Chosen okay. I was to sleep on everybody else in that that was on that roster. And then I heard, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Nicole Denise and like Lazarus, I wake up from the dead. I'm up and laughing, right? <laughs> she literally was like the like the person before her, like just killed everybody with like just boredom. Like they were just not good. Yeah, it was a it was a crater. <laughs> it, it, it was it, it was definitely a, a brick, right? And not to judge the person, but it was a brick. No judgment. No judgment at all. I'm not a comedian. And I'm every not. comic knows after somebody craters the stage, it's it's difficult when you get up there. And she resurrected the crowd. She resurrected the crowd. Barely. I, I woke Barely, up. Y'all. No, but I woke up and I was like oh my friend and I tried to stay up for the person after her and I was like nope and I went right the foot back to sleep so yes <laughs> I have the I have the photo <laughs> she did she posted that shit on Instagram she ain't shit I looked over like this this bitch is she sleep sleep not not sleep she was sleep sleep like jacket <gasps> over her body up to her chin cuddled in the corner sleep jet lagged sleep sleep mouth slightly open sleep y'all <laughs> but i was cute though i was like mm. but i was cute you like yeah, you were you were cute you always cute though <laughs> your outfit was very cute your hair was cute that day you were really cute you were <laughs> and sleep <laughs> and sleep and so fucking sleep <laughs> Oh my god, I love you, Leah. Damn it. It's fine. It's fine. She knows me. She knows me as my my stripper name for the government. It's cool. I know her. Um, I know her stripper name. She does know my government stripper name. Oh and one last piece. This is how you know you got a real friend. I sent her the link to the to Spotify when I the first day I dropped this podcast, y'all. She ain't even (laughs) listened to the episode, but not for real. She calls me up. Yes, that was bomb. Da, da, da. I was like, what part did you like? She goes, I ain't listened to all of it. I'm just proud of you for putting it out there. I was like, see, you, know, you are my fucking friend. <laughs> that is how I'm you not going to lie either. I didn't, I didn't listen to shit. I listened to the first five seconds. I was like, yeah, look at my girl. <laughs> but that's. She could have been like, boop, boop, boop. And then it would have, it could have been bad. But I was like, you put it out there. You did it. Because you open the door and and spirit will move and and move you, you know, into where you're supposed to be. And that's all that matters. That's all that fucking matters. That is all that matters. I'm embracing your mentality of uh, getting and getting back to my own of what's the worst that can happen. But thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for getting me through breastfeeding with my son. Thank you. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> that's how we met. And also, yeah. <laughs> please yeah. be sure to check out my friend. She's amazing. Nicole Denise Comedy. Um, thank you for being here. And don't worry, you'll be Man, back. Thank you for having me. I know. I thank you. I love right. y'all. All right, y'all. We'll be back. All right, I told y'all she's funny as fuck. But, and I also told you, I have amazing friends. So I say this all the time. All of my friends are A-listers, even if people don't know who they are just yet. It's all right. Everybody's catching up to everybody. So my love notes to you all. Drink as much water as you can. Stay hydrated, please. Especially because, well, if you live where I live, it's pretty much hot all the damn time. Make sure you're hydrating and giving your body some love with some moisture from the inside. Make sure that you are taking 50 deep breaths a day. Don't worry, I got you covered. Coming out with a, med um, a guided meditation for you all, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, 50 deep belly breaths as often as you can. Allow yourself to fuck up at least once a day. It's cool, it takes the edge off of life. And most importantly, please let your mind wander. Don't forget how to dream. Don't forget how to daydream. Because all you're really doing is creating in a very abstract sense. You're letting your higher self take the wheel for a moment. And sometimes that could be more fun than trying to create some shit with some DIY shit on, you know, Pinterest and all that. So, just my take. I love and appreciate each and every last one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. And until next time, speak easy, y'all. was brought to you by On Purpose Recordings. Created and produced by Chris Blunt. Mixed and edited by Joff Gibbs.